All right, man. We are live. Welcome to another episode of Dynasty Overload, a fantasy podcast. Joined by my co-host, Sheilor, man. What's good, brother? Man, uh, just waiting on uh, my Kincaid points to go ahead and stack up so I can beat this guy called Manny Mm -hmm. in a league tonight. I just need 12 points, and um, I think it's going to happen. He has how many points right now? Not enough, but I think he's going to get it. All righty then. Um, (laughs) I need the Broncos to continue to score points for me to win my league and end up five and five. So go Broncos. I'm I'm loving everything that's happening right now. Matter of fact, I hope the Bills end up with zero points, and I hope it's a blowout. Go Broncos. Uh, (laughs) Forget all of my Josh Allen shares. I don't care about that. So we are live. Uh, recording while we're watching the game. So it's going to be interesting. Y'all are going to see me look up several times. I think Russell Wilson threw a touchdown. Did it actually count to Cortland Sutton? That I'm oh, not man. sure. That's I cut that off. I'm going to get it set up on this top screen over here. Yeah, they counted it. It was crazy. I love it. I love it. So it is going my way. So I wanted to talk about some fantasy values, some different things. Um want to kick things off with um, – What's his name? Keaton Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Keaton Mitchell has a lot of value right now. He's a popular ad. If you weren't smart enough to add him last week, he's going to be the number one. One of the top ads this week. Keaton Mitchell, Ty Chandler, guys like that. Uh, Brandon Cooks in some deeper redraft leagues. But since we're talking strictly dynasty, Keaton mm-hmm. Mitchell, is he a real thing? What do you think? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, and I, I think I think he has potential. But I think what you see with Baltimore every year is they literally cycle through running back so much. Mm-hmm. And I think they really go with that hot hand approach. I mean, it hasn't really been since the days of like Jamal Lewis mm-hmm. that we really saw Baltimore like lead on one back. I think Jim Harbaugh's MO is actually to go RB by committee. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you have that going on. And then the, the ultimate issue with Baltimore backs is Lamar Jackson uh, takes away from so much of their rushing opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, you know, I think he definitely has potential. I know he was definitely one of your guys coming out. Mm-hmm. I think I was definitely uh, a believer in terms of actually seeing his talent and seeing him in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's he's producing on the field. Right. But, you know, do I trust Baltimore mm-hmm. to lean with them the rest of the way? Because some games is going to be a Gus Edwards game. Yep. Um, some games they're going to bring in Justice Hill. Mm-hmm. Like they're still with a running back by committee, even though this guy is the most explosive back that they have. So, you know, that's my that's my thoughts, boss. That's on it. Yeah, for me, I love me some Keaton Mitchell, and I'm glad he's starting to get some love. He's a guy that you know was a drop after a while, and then once he started to get healthy, he started off on the IR. Once he started to get healthy, then you kind of see like, oh man. Let's go grab Keaton Mitchell. Let's see what this guy can become. And he's looked good. I'm going to pull up his numbers in a minute. But he's looked good in the limited uh, uh, sample uh, size and carries that he's had. I like him, but I'm not buying him. I'm not paying more than a, a fourth and a fifth or, you know, something around there. Two-fourths, I'll pay a fourth and a fifth, any combination. I'll even pay a, a, a 25 third. That's as, that's as much as I'll go. But I'm not paying anything more than 25 third. Why 25 third? Those are easy to, to acquire. I can get that back in no time. For this season, get a guy who could possibly be a guy. And I see an injury to happen for Keaton Mitchell to actually be a thing. 
Mm-hmm. Right now, is he a thing to me? No. Um, but can he be a thing? Yes. Is the is it a Russian offense? Yes. I think he is more explosive than any back they have on the field. Somebody told me, well, Keaton Mitchell is exactly Justice Hill, but they don't use Justice Hill that way. So it's the excitement, it's dynasty, it's a guy that you kind of stash. He's in my taxi in tons of tons of different spots. So he's a guy that I want to not necessarily invest in, but if I have him and I'm and I'm being offered a 24 second or 24 third even. Hmm. I might cash out if it's an early third, but if it's like a late third, mid third, I'll just rather hold on to a back that I've seen than try to go get a guy next year that I don't even know, you know, what can happen. It's it's a, it's a weaker class in terms of running backs. Hmm. Not saying that you can't find guys in the third, fourth, fifth round, but here's a guy. I know the situation. I know what's going on. I'm hmm. sticking with Keaton Mitchell. Have anything else to add for we before we no. move? No, I think I think you hit it. I think it's it's definitely good. I think that value is always is always a big piece for me. Like for me, unless I if I have him anywhere, unless I get a second form at this point, um, I'm probably gonna hold on to him because I think that third round and beyond is gonna be <laughs> you know dart throws. Let me yep. give me somebody that I've at least seen do it in the league already. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Like last year, people think that you're gonna see the third round that we saw last year. This year, no, you're not gonna see no more Puka New Cows. You're not gonna see no Tank Dells in the fourth. You're not gonna see these talents slip into the third, fourth, fifth round. I drafted Keaton Mitchell in uh in a five round draft at five eleven. So you're not gonna see this kind of talent. Yes, his dart throws all over the place, but yeah, miss me with the oh, let me defer to the future, the future, the future, the future. Then you end up grabbing a guy that doesn't even make the team. So yep. anytime you have talent that that could actually carve out a role, you go ahead and play him. So, so far for the season, he has 12 carries, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. And that's realistically more so in two games. So mm-hmm. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of this guy. Uh, moving on along, man. Joshua Dobbs, mm-hmm. my guy. Mm-hmm. I remember when this guy was traded for. I told people, if Colt McCoy is out of the picture, take this guy seriously. What mm-hmm. I saw was the guy who can come in, take that job. We knew that, that the Colin Murray injury was serious mm-hmm. for them to trade for a guy. Yes, this is a journeyman. Yes, we don't know if he's a good quarterback. This is all before the season. Ah, we don't know. We don't know this. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. But this guy comes in, plays well in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, with the limited talent that he had, he had Hollywood, Rondell Moore. I'm out on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had Zach Ertz at the time. And then McBride, right? So I'm like, this guy is producing and having some success. They were, they had some big leads in a, in a couple games. Mm-hmm. But you know, the defense and things happen and you end up losing doesn't mean that it's necessarily his fault. He's played mm-hmm. well. Now he goes to Minnesota. I was excited. And if you didn't buy him then or before mm-hmm. then, the buy window is crazy because something that me and Razman discussed earlier today is Kirk Cousins leaves. Even if you draft a rookie QB, depending on where you go get that QB, Joshua Dobbs could start out the year as the starter. Mm-hmm. And if he continues to win, let's say this guy wins a playoff game this year. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, for some mm-hmm. reason, for some odd reason, the Vikings have six wins already. Mm-hmm. If he gets a playoff win, he's already tied Kirk Cousins in a half a season. Playoff win, Kirk Cousins has been there four years, one playoff win. So do you take him seriously the rest of the season? And then we'll talk future. Um, well, I think the rest of the season, I mean, he's he's little with weapons. And, I mean, you got Justin Jefferson coming back in there. And 
I mean, you saw the rapport built already with TJ Hawkins. So when you're looking at um, the Vikings weapons, they have big league weapons. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the biggest thing with him is he also is mobile. So I think that brings another element as well. So we saw already uh, Mr. Cam Akers already out for the season now over there. Uh, we saw Madison leave the game with a concussion. I know there's another running back we'll probably kind of touch base with a little bit over there. Um, but nonetheless, I think he's in a great position for the rest of the season. Now, here's the thing. Um, the team loves Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. The players love Kirk Cousins. More importantly for anything with Minnesota, Justin Jefferson loves Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that, that that Kirk Cousins is leaving um, Minnesota anytime soon. I think literally having this thing tied to the fact that, hey, they're going to actually have a winning record. They're going to be a playoff team. They're not going to be a position to grab a top or an elite quarterback mm -hmm. um, like originally was the thought. Originally thought, hey, they started out on three, on four, mm -hmm. and then they were going to actually end up with a top pick. At that point, it makes sense to move on from Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. But he literally led the charge. They rallied. They got themselves together. Now he's hurt. Dobbs is coming in an amazing spot. I think at this point, his second-round pick is a great value for him, especially mm -hmm. considering all the quarterback injuries. And I think he's going to get you top 15 or top 20 quarterback production every single week. So he's definitely somebody to add. Hey, I'm not mad at, at it at all. Mm -hmm. um, I love Dobbs. I love his potential. Uh-oh, who's who's that? Somebody just scored. Is that Kincaid? I hope so. But Ooh. I'm not. I don't got it on. But you tell it me. might be Kincaid. Yeah, I think the number said 88. Or I hope it's not 86. I think 86, 86 hopefully. Huh? It's 86. I'm, I'm happy. But let's see. Yeah, we'll see. If it's Kincaid, I, I've lost. Yep. Kincaid! Hey! Yep. Let's go! Uh, well, just like that, Dynasty Overload. Yes. I have lost just like that. And uh, I'm pretty mad about that. But um, Man, when you live right. When you live right, things like this happen. There's a flag. It looks like it's coming back. Mm. Oh, no, that's a two-point attempt. Yeah, well, it's over with. I lost there. Hey, hey, and, and plug in, man. Shout out to my guy, uh, Mr. Kincaid. I got a lot of flack from folks uh, on my off-season takes. Um, this guy is the real deal. Uh, mm -hmm. He has come in, established himself as a legit weapon now for Josh Allen. Super yep. excited for all my Kincaid shares. Um, if y'all were hanging out with me, I literally was grabbing him at 1718. Uh, right after that, uh, Jordan Addison guy, right after him is where I was grabbing my Kincaid shares, and, and I'm super excited about it. He's definitely flourishing and doing big things uh, this season. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he's going going forward. And that leads me to my next question, but we're going to circle back on Kyler Murray after this one. Mm -hmm. Wrecked of season, mm -hmm. Dalton Kincaid or Sam Laporta? I like Kincaid for the purpose of weaponry. Um, in Buffalo, it's Diggs and Kincaid. Mm -hmm. In Detroit, it's you got these running backs that are doing their thing now. Uh, shout out to Jamar Gibbs, actually coming in. Uh, they're running the ball. St. Brown is the biggest mouth to feed. And then you have all these other guys kind of littered in there. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what you see is it's hard to have elite productivity from the tight end and running back. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're kind of seeing with them now, they're kind of utilizing Gibbs more in the passing game and things of that nature. You've kind of seen a steady decline in terms of Sam Laporta's piece as well. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I still think he's a legit. I think he's a great weapon. He's definitely somebody that I was on this as we're kind of walking through. But I think in Buffalo at this point, the number two option has been cemented uh, as Kincaid actually being there with Josh Allen. You saw it in the fourth quarter of games where he's going to Kincaid. You saw him getting 10 targets a game now at this point. So, you know, when you have that set up and you have elite quarterback play, for me it's Kincaid, but I don't think it's – you know, I don't think anybody's wrong if they if they're rocking with Sam Laporte. I love him. I think he's a great talent. I just think it's opportunity, which equals fantasy points, and that's really where it comes down to for me. I like it. I don't hate it one bit. I I look. I'm a Laporta guy. I'm a Kincaid guy as well. But I gotta go Kincaid. You know, the better QB. Like you said, he's the number two option in that offense. Like <laughs> we all know that Gabe Davis sucks. We all know that uh, a that's real bad. Like you know. Khalil Shakur, he just is who he is. I like him a lot, but it's like in that offense, it's kind of like the guy that's open is going to get the ball, but we know he's going digs, 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 Kincaid. <laughs> like mm-hmm. digs, 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 Kincaid. And Kincaid, Kincaid digs. Like that's what it is. And if those two guys are covered, then he goes elsewhere. So, yeah, yeah I like Kincaid the rest of the way. Uh, like you said, he's getting mad targets. And if you have him in your lineup, if you have him in startup, like a uh, startup or even like in redraft, Redraft was where I was able to really get some Kincaid shares and be excited about it. Mm-hmm. Redraft, keeper leagues. Now he's a guy that I, I scoop. He could potentially be a keeper, being that I might not keep a guy like Chubb based off of, you know, what happens with, with the injury and you don't know if he's going to bounce back. You just really don't know. Mm-hmm. So I love Kincaid a lot. Tied to a Josh Allen is beautiful. If I can get a Josh Allen in that league, like mm-hmm. maybe trade Chubb, trade a first, just to get Josh Allen to pair with Kincaid. That's mm-hmm. just a beautiful thing. You just know as Diggs gets older, Kincaid goes up. So you you're, you're like you like like you're starting to see that Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and, and Kelsey in Buffalo with these three guys, and it just bodes well. Like you said, without the RB, that just means more upside for a guy like Kincaid. So I love Kincaid a lot, especially the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a hot take, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's a hot take mm-hmm. when. This deal was made. Okay, we got Razman coming in. Let me go ahead and put him on the stage. What's good, Raz? The what man. Up, what up? What's going What's on, you fellas? The myth, the legend. All hell, yeah. King Raz. I hear you. <laughs> so I had a hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take. I told Raz, oh. I said, I think that TJ Hawkinson is going to be the number one tight end. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done this season, I mean, sorry, sorry. Uh, T- yeah, TJ Hawkinson. And we saw a little taste of that. We know that Jefferson is coming back. Jefferson is a big piece, right? Mm-hmm. When Jefferson went down, that's kind of like really when I made that statement, but mm-hmm. it hasn't really panned out how I thought it can pan out. Mm-hmm. We know that Kelsey's the beast. We know that Kelsey, it just takes Kelsey one or two games and he just flips everything around. Mm-hmm. My question for you guys is. Do you guys think that Hawkinson can be the number one tight end this season when it's all said and done? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy, he there's nothing that 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 he can't do. We saw the target share. He's he was a safety valve this week with uh with uh with with Dobbs, and I loved it. He's a guy that Dobbs can trust. And with that alone, just shoots Dobbs all the way up to the top. And Dobbs could. You know what? I'm going to go out and say this. Dobbs is going to – I know this is not a hot take. This is like almost a fact. Dobbs is going to end up as a 
wide receiver. I mean, QB one this year. Anybody disagree? Um, I don't know that he's gonna finish QB one because we're saying like a QB one. So we're saying in that we would say a, a top twelve quarterback. Top twelve, yes. I think so not be, overall, just top 12, top I think he's, I think he's gonna be close, mm -hmm. but I think he's close because of how many injuries there have been. And yeah, I just I'm, I'm just that, saying, like, you know, um with, with everything that we know. That. So so let's walk through. So so I, I know Josh Allen's gonna finish over him. Mm -hmm. I know Mahomes is gonna finish over him. Like, where is he at right now? Because I think that's the question that we want to It's gotta be like around six. Let's see. I mean, Sam Howell is Number three for crying out loud. Number two or three for crying out loud. Well, I think I think Dobbs, while he's been competent, I don't know that he's been lighting it up. So let's let's see where he's at right now. Um see where he's at, Raz. Let me hear from you real quick while she lore finds that uh stat. Oh, um I think that I think he finishes right outside as well. Um, because Dobbs, um, you know. New team and everything, new offense. He does have the rushing factor, of course. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you see what he did last week? No, he he does have the rushing factor. I still and think Jefferson. he finishes outside. Jefferson uh, is coming back. And as long as you have elite talent, you got to throw to that talent. Like Dak, for example. I heard, look, I had people telling me that Dak was trash and Dak is this, Dak is that. Yes, the schedule helps. You know, you, you once you play these bums like the Giants, you go out there, you put up some numbers. We're also going to talk about something that C.D. Lamb said, but we'll get to that. Dak with C.D. Lamb, you're going to produce, right? So I look at it this way. I think that Jefferson doesn't stop being Jefferson. I think that Jefferson okay. still gets 15 targets. I still think. So as long as Jefferson, you're putting the ball in Jefferson's hands, Addison, Hawkinson, it just only bowls well for this guy. And then if those guys just all happen to be covered, guess what? Dobbs can take it to the house of 40 yards. So not what's a helping take, him out. What's yeah. helping him out is that defense. Minnesota's defense has been um pretty good this year. So I think they'll get they'll continue to give him opportunities. And of course, he has really good pieces around him. So I think he 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 definitely has an opportunity to finish as a QB one. I just think that he hovers around um, you know, the 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 worst part of the QB ones or the, or the, the um, like 11, 12 ish and, and probably over to 15. Man, but listen, let me tell you it's let good me tell you money. Then I'm going to let she Laura talk. Mm -hmm. Anytime a guy can scramble and we've seen this, even she Laura said it. Mm -hmm. He told me that Anthony Richardson would easily be a QB one. Why? Because of the Russian piece. As long mm -hmm. as this guy is getting anywhere near 40 yards a game. I'm not saying he's going to get 40. If he's getting anywhere around 40 yards a game or he rushes for a score, that's going to catapult him past guys like Stafford when he's fully healthy, past guys like golf. I mean, you start seeing these guys that throw three, four. I mean, these guys need three, four touchdowns just to keep up with these guys that run. If he runs for a 40-yard touchdown, that's 10 points. Mm -hmm. So the rushing piece for me, I'm always going to take these guys that run the ball in terms of finishing higher than guys who don't run the ball, is this a cheat code? That is just that Konami code. Oh, I I have a better question, mm -hmm. and that's: Do we think do we think Dobbs has a chance to start for the Vikings next year? Depending on we how we just this talked about goes? that, but I'm gonna oh, let yeah, you. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna let you learn answer. 
Okay, so two things. So number one, he is currently QB7 right now. Wow. So that was shocking to me. So with that being said, because that's always the question, right? Because you got to have the intel. So based off the intel, literally, he's QB7. And what you kind of see here, the last three games, 28.9, 28.9, 27.1. The 27.1, literally, and the 28.9 is the back-to-back games that it's actually had with the Vikings. So Jefferson. I don't think that this is far off. The other piece is also the rushing. So let's kind of walk through that. I think we are on the same page with the Russian piece. So last game, eight for 44 and a touchdown. The game before with Atlanta, seven for 66 and a touchdown. His last game with uh, Arizona, six for 26 and a touchdown. So he literally has a rushing touchdown in each of the last four games. He's averaging right around 40 yards per per game. And then the other piece, even with the passing, I think the passing goes up because of the different options and everybody around him in, in Minnesota. So with his two games in Minnesota, he's having averaging like 200 yards uh, passing per game. And right around, what is this, two to two and a half touchdowns a game? So all things considered, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I changed I think my answer too. I mean, he's at seven now. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, because that's always the big thing. And I think when you have guys that are are like this and they have the the great ability to kind of navigate those things and they're around surrounded by elite talent, um, I think that makes a big difference. Um, So, yeah, I think it's definitely legit. And then when you look at schedule, there are some games here. They still have a bye week coming up, week 13. And I think that's one of the things that actually works to his advantage. And that's why I think it's going to be a little bit of a dip. So I'm thinking he he definitely can finish as a QB1. But all the quarterbacks that haven't had their bye week yet, and there's been quite a few that haven't had it, their numbers are a little bit elevated. So like for Sam Howell, for example, when he has his bye week, mm-hmm. Josh Allen actually has a late bye week as well. There's going to be some quarterbacks that take a little dip yeah, as they kind of go through there. But he definitely has an opportunity to finish as a QB1. And I think at this point, if you don't have a quarterback – He's definitely somebody to buy, but I think that the price right now is a second round pick. Um, Absolutely. If you sell them, you can't sell them for anything less than a second round pick. I've sold them plenty of places for seconds. Um, and I think that's what you have to do. That's the acquiring place. Anybody trying to sell you more than a second round pick, I think you walk away and you're going about your business. Because I believe the support in Minnesota, with them turning around from that 0 3 or 0 4 star, I'm not sure which one it was. A6 and 4 right there. Literally changed the whole dynamic of that whole thing uh, to the point where the team actually has Kirk Cousins shirts and uh, Justin Jefferson, who is the superstar, is actually campaigning to bring his quarterback back. So with that being said, I think Josh Dobbs has actually carved out a role somewhere in the league to be that bridge quarterback for somebody um, going forward. When you look at the like the Giants, like if this guy was on the Giants right now, he's he's literally what they want Daniel Jones to be. It's, it's just pay Jones. I can't pay him. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to pay him. I don't think. I think mm-hmm. if you get him between that five to ten million dollar range, mm-mm. Mm-mm. not after this season. Not after um, this season. It's twenty million or better. I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to get Heineke type money. I don't see him. Yeah, him. yeah. I don't, he's I don't, getting I don't twenty million. Start starting QB gets twenty million. I don't think he's going to get twenty million. Dollars. He's not getting twenty million. They said the same thing about Taylor Heineke, and he didn't. Taylor Heineke wasn't a starter. If he gets he signed on as start, a starter, okay? he no, went he there went there as Desmond Ritter was a starter. Come on, man. 
Ain't nobody believed in that bump. That's why you're bringing the Taylor Heineke. We knew what it was. We knew what it was. Yes. Uh, what I'm saying is, if you sign a guy as Taylor a starter, was the best backup in the league last year. But I, but I don't know that he gets. I don't know that he gets signed as a as a as a starter. If he don't Nobody's get signed saying, as a starter, then he will get 10, 12 million. But okay, if he gets signed I'm, as a starter, it's twenty million. That's just that's just a going rate. As a, and that's, nobody, that's the bottom level quarterback. Quarterbacks nobody, are getting fifty million now. Twenty million is paying, easy money. Nobody's paying twenty for uh, Dobbs, but that's a whole story for another day. Yeah. Transition yeah. to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray came in. Don't have the stats in front of me. He looked good. What I wanted to see out of Kyler Murray was when the pressure is on. Can you move those little feet? He runs like a little crackhead. He runs like a kid that's about to get a whooping from his mama, and he just takes off, okay? The defense came, the whooper's tail, and he took off like a little crackhead. <laughs> he was gone. And he dove. So he's like, he looked good in the aspect of, man, he can kind of elude the rush a little bit. He didn't lose much from the speed. Now, obviously, he has to ease on until he's fully, fully, fully Kyler Murray. He didn't take a big hit. So that's, that's what saved him. But that's, that's Kyler Murray, though. He runs like he's about to get killed. So he just runs. He takes off. He, he, he you know, does his thing. Did you guys see enough out of Kyler Murray for him to have not only dynasty value moving forward, but also do the Cardinals draft a QB in the draft? I'm going to go she Lord, and I'm going to go Razman. Okay. So here's the thing. I think Kyler Murray is on addition for his job the rest of the way. Okay. And how many games they win is going to determine if they actually go quarterback. And here's the reality. If they finish with the worst record, which I don't think they will, um, absolutely, Caleb Williams is going to take his job, right? Mm -hmm. um, however, if they go ahead and win a few more games and looking at the rest of their schedule, they got Houston coming up, they got the Rams, they got Pittsburgh, then they have their bye. They have San Francisco, Chicago, Philly, and Seattle. I don't know outside of Chicago where I really see them and maybe the Rams, right? Mm. Outside of maybe the Chicago game and the Rams game, I don't see any other wins on this schedule. So another pick by Josh Allen. Jeez. But go yeah, ahead. he's having a terrible game. Um, but yeah, I don't see any other games that they could potentially win. And I mean Chicago's at Chicago week 16. They'll have Justin Fields back, so they're gonna fight him. Mm -hmm. So I don't really see a lot of games they're able to win. I think this Atlanta game was a perfect game for them to come back because that was the one that they could have won. Mm -hmm. But I think if they finish with the top pick, Kyler Murray's gone. Okay, potentially. Um, so that's um, my that's my thought process there. But I, I think if they don't finish with the first or second pick, because I think both of the first two picks are going to be quarterbacks, if they finish outside of that, then I think Kyler Murray's back. So here is my another hot take. Mm -hmm. No matter where they finish, they don't take Caleb Williams. They trade that pick for a King's ransom. Now, I don't know. Are there a team that have – who's that team that has two picks in the top five? That's the Bears, right? So the Bears have two. And then the projection was that the Cardinals were going to have that because they actually got the Houston Texans pick. But yeah, as Houston, you know, yeah. Houston is – they're going to make the playoffs this year. Right. So that so, pick is not going to be an elite pick. So, so they're going to have a top five pick, and they'll probably have, you know, 16 to 20 or so with that Houston pick. So here's my hot take mm -hmm. once again. So with the contract for Kyler Murray and all of this, all this, all that, what's going to happen is let's say they end up with the first pick mm -hmm. and the Bears end up with the second or third pick. 
They're going to trade down and get another first next year. Mm-hmm. They're going to draft. The guy the Cardinals need to draft is Marvin Harrison Jr. Why? Mm-hmm. I have seen Kyler Murray with the alpha wide receiver and what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray was average until DeAndre Hopkins got there. Mm-hmm. Then his numbers elevated. Not only was he running the ball, this guy was passing the ball. They talking about Kyler Murray MVP. They talking about they were what nine and zero at a certain point. They were talking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you bring in a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., who is going to come in and give you Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson numbers off rip. Mm-hmm. What I would do is I'm trading back and I'm acquiring more assets, whether it's an extra first next year and a second, because the Bears are going to be crying. They're going to be hoping. The Bears are really willing to give you everything. They're willing to give you all their picks just to come up and get Caleb Williams. You know why? Because that's what poverty franchises do. That's what useless franchises do. Instead of going May or going somewhere, somebody, the Bears want Caleb Williams at all costs. So I think it's more likely the Bears trade up to come to come and get Caleb than Arizona drafting Caleb while having Kyler Murray there. I think these games is similar to what the commanders are doing. They are assessing Sam Howell, seeing who Sam Howell is. And it's the same thing with Kyler Murray. They want to see the only reason why he, he's gotten out there. It's not for wins. It's not for losses. It's not for where they end up. It's for can this guy still be our franchise QB? So this is an, this is an audition. For his job really in 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 Arizona. And I think they are better off with Marvin Harrison than trading to get Caleb Williams or even getting the offensive lineman. What's yeah. your take, Tommy? Or she whoever. Let me let uh, me kind of hop back in on that one one second here. Okay. Kyle Murray, I think this is audition for Kyle Murray to get traded. Okay. Um I think if I'm Arizona, I'm gonna go with the quarterback on the rookie deal. And the problem is, it's just been a, uh, it's been really bad for Kyler Murray there. Mm-hmm. The coach that brought him in, the GM that brought him in, the system that they had set up, mm-hmm. um, the fact that he's already been hurt. I think mm-hmm. if I'm organizationally, I'm going right. to go ahead and look to move him. And I think you can move him and get a first round pick. This right. is a loaded receiver class. So for me, if I got the first pick, go get me a Caleb Williams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bring this guy in and then pair him with someone else because you can still get a first round pick for Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And I would get out of him. I think at this point, we've seen this small quarterback thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It's not real. It's not legit. It's not something that's going to be set up for the longevity of your franchise. Running quarterbacks are cool for fantasy, but they are not cool when you're trying to actually build a franchise. This dude is one hit away, one bear hug from Aaron Donald away. From being back out here hurt again because he doesn't have the girth or the body or the structure to be long-term answer. So for me, I want I want to get out of that as soon as possible. And this gives him the perfect opportunity and excuse to do that because it's always about optics. You know, um, I think the Bears are under new management and they have a new GM now, which is why they actually made the right decision where they traded down this past year. So I don't necessarily agree with that. When they got that, get rid of the old GM and they brought the new one in, he's actually been acquiring assets. The fact that he got away from actually the Bryce Young situation, which I said, hey, get you don't want another midget quarterback out here, which we see. Bryce Young, same kind of concept here, right? Mm-hmm. So these guys are the same dude. And we're seeing the lack of success as we're kind of walking through that. So franchise-wise, Get me out of this, this small quarterback business. Let's go get you a real quarterback that you can actually count on to actually navigate and not be out here running around 
Uh, what you say? Like a kid about to get a whoop? <laughs> <laughs> kid about to get a whoop, man. That, that's it for me. So, like so but go ahead, Rash. Yeah. Um. So my tidbit on it is, I kind of agree with both of you guys. I think that he is. It's an audition for his team and for the rest of the NFL. I think that the Cardinals are basically slapping some polish on him. I think that's why he didn't play that last game. I think they're auditioning him and dangling him out for the rest of the NFL. And there's going to be a, a auction or a bid and say, hey, who wants this guy? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I think they I think they are 90% closed on him coming back mm-hmm. with a 10% chance of him maybe uh, showing them something that, that they feel like they haven't seen yet or maybe him being healthy. Uh, I don't, I, they're not going to make the playoffs. I think their record is too bad at this point. So, I mean, maybe just doing something down the stretch, but I think for the most part, it's just about over there. Uh, him winning games is probably not, uh, wasn't the plan, but at the same time, you know, you know, they're, they're doing what they, yeah, they're doing what they've got to do. Now I got but one more question about this topic before we move to the final topic of the show. I'm going to go see Lauren this one. So, with the contract, mm-hmm. when you trade a Kyler Murray, what happens? Like, are you – is there a dead cap? Like, what's going on? Because this is a big contract. Yeah. ain't no big yeah. contract now. So, you can get a first-round pick all you want, but. Yeah, I think at this point it's one of those things where you're definitely going to have dead cap as you're, as you're walking through this. But I think the quarterback is essentially the most important position for your franchise. And if you don't believe that you have that guy – by all means, get out of this whole thing as much as possible. I don't care if it messes it up because they're a team that doesn't have a lot of contracts tied in anywhere. So if they're going to actually build with draft picks and actually be able to kind of have that. So, for example, let's go with my theory that they actually trade Kyler Murray to get a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I think they might get more than that, right? But let's just say first-round pick. What they literally going to walk into this year is they literally have three first-round picks. They will have a quarterback. They can grab another elite receiver and another player here now to go ahead and build that team. They don't have any contracts tied in anywhere. They're not locked in with any big contracts. So this is the time to go ahead and get out of something like that, take the dead cap hit, and then when you go into year two and you're actually building those pieces around your new franchise quarterback, now that dead money starts to come off. So that's why I would say that. I think they're in a very unique position. If you look at their team, they don't have any real money tied up to anybody. They literally started doing a fire sale this past year where they got rid of D-Hop. They started doing different things. They got rid of their first-round pick, Isaiah Simmons. They literally started shedding salary and everything else. So they're in the perfect position to be nimble. And, again, coach fired, GM fired. This guy got hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now he comes out here. And uh, looking at the schedule, Raz, I think you had hopped out. I don't think they can win any other games other than the Bears game um, that's left on their schedule. Because they got a crazy schedule down the stretch. I don't think they win more than one game the rest of the way. All right, Raz, real quick, real quick. We got eight okay. minutes. Okay, no problem. Guys, I just looked at the contract, and I'm not sure if it's, it's tradable. Uh, the dead money on it is $90 million. That would, be, listen, that would be almost double what anybody's ever paid as far as dead money. Um, I think they're stuck. I think they're stuck with each other. Uh, I don't see how that's going to work. Like, even I'm just looking at the numbers, I mean, they almost have to give them away. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They'd almost have to give them away. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that works. Kyler's a quarterback next year for the Cardinals. Um, and they need everybody needs to be praying because I'm not sure he makes it. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the risk of when you pay these guys, you pay these guys like they're Mahomes. And this is what happens. It happens every single time. There's only like three QBs worth that money, and I'm not going to get into that. But rapid fire, um, I'm going to give you guys a question. You guys just give me an answer. Uh, Tommy, who is your QB1 when it's all said and done this season in fantasy? Oh, Allen. Josh Allen. Elor? No, no question. Mahomes. Mahomes. For me, I'm going to go Josh Allen. Uh, second question. I'm gonna go Shiloh on this one. Who is your wide receiver one this year when it's all said and done? For stats or for just dynasty in general? Just stats, like points, like points at the end of the year. Who's the, finishes at wide receiver one? Wide receiver one is gonna end up being Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Okay, I love it. Ras. Um, for the sake of being different, I'm gonna say AJ, my guy. I'm with you. I'm going to go AJ. AJ's doing some crazy things right now. And for some reason, they don't want to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. I'm Smith. So, yeah, I'm going with you on that one, AJ Brown. Now, here's an interesting one. She Lord, RB1 this year when it's all said and done. RB1 overall. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. I mean, that was an easy one, right? Easy. What about you, Raz? I'm going to say McCaffrey. That's the guy. McCaffrey. Who's number two right now? Right I now? I couldn't <laughs> Listen, I don't even listen. know. <laughs> I don't know, but Rachel White is is hey. risen from the dead. We had buried Rachel White. Of, yeah, what have you say I his name? So I where did he end, Rash? You said what? Are you saying he ends in the top five? Like, what are you like? What are you no, saying? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that he's he's actually starting to do the things that that uh, they were saying that he could do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's starting to live up to his draft potential. Man, and I will take a Rashad White, and I will raise you a Brian Robinson Jr. Okay. How about Brian Robinson Jr.? I mean, they wasn't using this guy. Like, look, this guy. Let me. You know how many touchdowns Brian Robinson Jr. has this year? Mm-hmm. Eight, eight, eight whopping touchdowns. Okay. And there's still a half a season left to go. He is, he's been the Washington's biggest weapon, man. There was a point in the time of the game, this dude had two receptions for 99 yards. It looks like Etienne is running back too right now. Running back too. Yeah. Ah, he's not catching CMC. CMC. As long as CMC doesn't get hurt, it's CMC. Uh, but yeah, Etienne, Etienne's been nice. Uh, I actually trust Etienne, but Brian Robinson Jr., I'm not saying he ends up number two. But the way he's being used right now is showing me that, look, he could be the guy again next year. I started to think, I started to think, okay, Gibson is leaving. They're bringing a more dynamic back potentially, but the commanders have so many more needs that even if you go back, you're going back like rounds four, three or four down, you know, and then it's not being a a top rookie running back class and all that good stuff. But Brian Robinson Jr., she Lord, can he keep this pace going? I think he could definitely do the thing. And, and you know, I'm the biggest Rashad White fan. I mean, I think both of these are guys that I love, especially mm-hmm. that zero RB strategy kind of grabbing those guys. Yep. Um, and just as far as stats right now, uh, Brian Robinson Jr., running back six. Rashad White, running back eight. 
Mm-hmm. Both of them are doing their thing. So super excited about seeing those second year backs really take that step. Um, I think it's important to kind of grab some of those. Next year, second year backs. Tajay Spears. Mm-hmm. He's coming next year. Yep. Y'all already know it. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's going to be out. He's coming. Mm-hmm. And continue to watch Zach Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. He's definitely showing some signs. He's still there with um, Kenneth Walker, though. But I think you may see more of a 50-50 split with him next year. Okay. Right. Let me ask you this. Yep. Out of all the young backs in the league right now, first, second year, who are you most interested in? Is it first and second year? Yeah. Just any young back, really. Like, you know okay. I mean, I don't trust um, these backs, man. Out of all the backs, backs that I'm probably – that I'm most interested in, um, it's still probably going to be a tie between Gibbs and, um, Bijan, uh, Bijan, because I think his workload is going to be extremely high mm-hmm. and Gibbs, because he's really starting to show, uh, all the, all the tools in his bag and his bag hey. is, he has a lot of tools in it. She Lord, you talked about this. You talked about Gibbs actually outscoring Bijan and it might happen. It might happen. It's already, it's already down. It's, it's already, already happening. Here. It's, it's already, already happening. Here. But I also predict that Arthur Smith gets fired in about a game or two. So <laughs> with the coaching change, you're going to see a unlocking of B. John Robinson. Now, even though that, you know, Gibbs has been the guy the last three games, B. John has been the more consistent guy overall. You know, not having any competition, Algier. Like, we just know that Arthur Smith is just, he, he's, he's just a dummy. He'll draft these guys. In the top ten, and then he'll go. I was here over Bijan Robinson. Uh, every other wide receiver over Drake London, and then Juice, uh, uh, John U. Smith over Cal Pitts. So I think the coach gets fired, and once the coach gets fired, everything changes. Raz, I'm gonna give you 30 seconds of fame to talk about what you want to talk about, and then she lord, and we'll go ahead and end the episode. Raz, 30 seconds, go. Okay, I didn't know I was getting there. 30 seconds, but listen. Something I want to talk about is um, tanking in your in your dynasty leagues. Listen, guys, um, discuss the rules before. That way, you know, nobody's feelings is hurt during the season. If you're just the guy that's just complaining all the time about rules that 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 weren't discussed before, then listen, it's just going to be a long season for you and your league mates. So I would say, hey, whatever your rules are, it is what it is. Just make sure you discuss them before the before the season and make sure you're comfortable moving into the season with that with that league. All right. Nicely said. Sheila, 30 seconds. Go. CJ Stroud is putting together the best rookie season of any quarterback in NFL history. It's time to get on the train. If you're starting out, you're starting a brand new league, literally. Your top four quarterbacks at this point are Mahomes, Allen, C.J. Stroud, and probably Caleb Williams when he walks in next year. Those are going to be your guys where you want to kind of grab and build your franchise around. If you have anybody willing to sell you a C.J. Stroud, go get them right now because the Texans are going nothing but up. They have the right coaching structure. They have not even big league weapons yet. But when they put everything together, C.J. Stroud is about to take the league by storm. He's not only the rookie of the year, he's literally the candidate for MVP right now at quarterback. Get you some C.J. Stroud. All right. Raz, real quick, 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say, I guess, yeah, we're, we're talking dynasty stats because we're talking, you know, best ever rookie year. There's no, we're talking NFL stats right now. 
Go look yeah. it up. Okay, we're talking. Okay, even NFL stats. I'm talking about wins and losses. What people have done in the playoffs. I think there's some other quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks that had some rookie seasons that were. Who uh, his first ten games? He's bar none tops in yards. You're, you're talking hit, stats. Tops. No, no, no. We're talking, talking stats. wins. No, no, no. We're talking stats. Statistical okay. quarterback okay. season as a rookie through ten games. He leads everybody in yards. He leads gotcha. everybody in touchdown and interception percentage. He's having the best statistical rookie season. We're not talking. I love, I love Stroud. I love Stroud. I'm just sitting here saying I just have to argue against him having the best rookie. No, no, no. If our guys can call each other and argue, let's fight. Let's uh, fight right now. I get the final award when you guys are building your fantasy teams and you're, you know, you're going into the playoffs, right? There's going to be times when you're tempted to trade that first round pick, trade that second round pick because you're trying to win now. I would say do not do it. Nine times out of ten, that player that you're trying to get either gets hurt like Kirk Cousins or something happens. Do not sell your picks for a chance that you think you're going to win. When there's so many teams that's competing, we all are competing, save those picks. Go into it with, with whatever that you got. Whether you win, whether you lose, save those picks because those picks in this 24 draft could be something special and you do not want to miss out on special talent. This is Dynasty Overload. I'm your guy, Manny. We got Razman. We got Shelor. Great episode. We will definitely be back maybe sometime this week. So y'all stay tuned. Dynasty Overload. We out. We out.